All right, we got it. Hello, everybody. It's great to be here one more time. My name is Gary Fallon. I'm the CEO, President, and Founder of GSD Get You Done Venture Studios and Premier AI and Quantum Venture Studio, located in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm a 17-time serial entrepreneur with several unicorns under the belt. I was on the original management team at Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 billion, and also Eva.ai, an AI at your tech company that I co-founded with Dr. David Jack. We believe at GSD that intellectual capacity is evenly spread around the world, but opportunities or not. By the way, GSD stands for Get Shit Done. With that, I like to have our incredible guest, uh, my friend, Alex Raychuk. He's a serial entrepreneur with solid experience in electrical engineering, medical devices, and dental industry. He's particularly interested in entrepreneurship and the intersection of where IT and medicine intersect. He's passionate about areas like blockchain, augmented reality, and artificial intelligence to be able to help patients live better lives. He's accelerating the global adoption and worldwide availability of solutions through his company, Medinti. So with that, I'd like to bring Alex on board. Hi, Alex. How are you today? Hello, Gary. I'm fine. Thank you. Great to be here. So tell me a little bit about it. So if we look at it, I mean, you've got an a interesting charted history. So um, you got your master's of science in Nicosia, and, um, but you, you uh, went, how did you go from Technion in Israel and Haifa all the way to Nicosia? And why in the world did you want to get another master's degree? <laughs> Very interesting question. So let's go back to 2017 when the blockchain industry started you know to really shine and all the cryptocurrencies started to emerge and then the university of nicosia was the first university in the world to introduce the master in cryptocurrency degree or in digital currency degree and because i'm a very curious person so for me uh, was very interesting to dive in and to understand better what is the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency and modern finance uh, so after a few years after exploring this um, domain I, I decided to go for this degree i met some interesting people from nicosia and i believe uh, it gave me uh, an added value and an additional understanding about the world of technology of inter intersection of finance it uh, and now also healthcare of course <laughs> no that's fantastic and so um, you went, your first job was with Easy Chip. So there's a publicly traded company. How was that? I, I mean, you know, you were an electronics engineer. How was that? And how did you change over time to become an entrepreneur? You know, I think it's a question of um, fate of destiny. When I came out of Technion as an electronic engineer, I was very lucky to get into startup. My first job was in a startup. And I was very lucky to have a brilliant boss who was an entrepreneur in his, you know, essence, but he was still back then an engineer. And he actually gave me an understanding that what, what is to build real automatic systems, how it works. So it's not just engineering per se, but to have a wider understanding of the whole system, how to automate processes, how to, you know, help the human being to be more efficient. So uh, I think this way of uh, approach to their uh, engineering profession, 
I think led, led me uh, to be uh, very interested in entrepreneurship, in understanding the world as a whole, in um, developing my ability to build systems. So I think uh, it's a question of who, whom you meet during the way. And my luck was to meet this person. And after some years, this person also led this company to a great exit. So uh, I uh, continued to be an engineer for a few years, and then I understood that it's narrow for me to be an engineer, and I started to explore the world. I started to explore other opportunities. Um, I started from legal degree, actually, to, to continue uh, to have a law degree, and then, you know, step by step, I came to a business and finally to entrepreneurship. Well, okay, I get all that, but how did you go to the Embassy of Israel in Russia as a second secretary and counsel? Now, that's a whole different deal. Yeah, again, it's because of uh, curiosity and some um, obstacles in the life. When I started to explore all the opportunities around me, I just noticed that there is uh, a chance to be uh, accepted uh, uh, to a diplomatic career, let's say that I applied and um, I want, you know, the, the ticket and had a great opportunity to go uh, to Russia for a few years, for three years and to represent Israel there and to learn other things in the life and to meet great people and to understand better how the world uh, works and something about politics, something about, you know, public service, something about helping people, something about Israel, you know, as well. And of course, uh, a lot of thinking about Russia itself. I was also lucky to be in Siberia, not just, you know, in Moscow. In the head Where city, were you in Siberia? I was in uh, Novosibirsk, is a city in the, you know, in the middle of Russia, actually. It's, a, it's considered to be a capital of Siberia. And it's really amazing place uh, to explore. It's great nature, you know, interesting people. It's very different from the European part of uh, Russia. So it was in 2004 until 2007. Very interesting time also in politics, you know, and amazing time. I was really lucky to be there. No, that's, um, that's fantastic. And so, then you did, how did you go, now you, I get all this in engineering, MBA, but then you're doing medical tourism. How does that work? Director of medical tourism. <laughs> what did you decide? Well, I, yes. I never tried it all. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a diplomat and now I'm going to do medical tourism. How, what was that about? Uh, you know, I also looked for even more sense, you know, even more meaning uh, in my career. When I was in Russia, serving as a diplomat of Israel, uh, I realized that many uh, people are looking for uh, to treat their sometimes considered to be terminal conditions, you know, but uh, suddenly when they get you better medicine, better health care, they realize that the life could be saved with a better approach. And then many people from Russia went to other countries like uh, Germany, US, Israel, uh, with more advanced uh, medical services. And uh, there I understood that it could be done better. And I wanted to also contribute uh, to this uh, part of, uh, you know, of the, uh, to this side of, uh, it's, I, I would not call it a business, but uh, let's say of um, a, a social uh, enterprise, let's say. And uh, because I, 
I lived in quite a small city in Israel back, back then. I decided to approach a hospital which represented this region and introduced myself and told them that why not to develop uh, medical tourism services also for business, but also to help people from other countries, uh, you know, to to have better treatment. And then they gave me this opportunity to establish it from scratch. And I, I could say that it was one of my first um, experiences to be kind of entrepreneurial, to start something from scratch. And I like the feeling. I like to establish something from nothing. And uh, also, it was very important for me to have the social impact and on life of people. Okay, so I got that. How did you go? What's this MS, MIS implants? What is that? How did you go to that after doing this? Man, you yeah, actually, wide, I'm looking for ballet dancing or something next. You know what I mean? You've had a wide career, that's for sure. Yeah, MIS implants, it's uh, my next step in the healthcare uh, industry. And uh, I just uh, started to explore uh, the corporate world after, you know, making some. Uh, Taking place, uh, taking part in some startups uh, and uh, establishing something from scratch, like uh, in the hospital, I decided to check what is the corporate world uh, in healthcare, and uh, I got a chance to to work in uh, quite interesting. I would not say it was a corporation; it was still uh, kind of a private company, but very successful already, and it dealt with uh, manufacturing of dental implants. And it was a very interesting story. Uh, this company uh, was started by two brothers that came from quite from small place in Israel, you know, and uh, they uh, established very, very great, let's say, uh, venture uh, again from scratch, almost from nothing, and became to be one of the five leading dental implant manufacturers in the world. And for me, wow. this was very interesting. From one side, it was almost a corporate because it was quite big in terms of uh, dental implant production. But still, it was with the soul of a startup. I wanted to see how these two brothers, you know, came from nothing and established, created something great. And again, I had the luck to be to work together with one of these brothers, the brilliant person. And I learned a lot from him, and I believe that I contributed also uh, to this uh, company, uh, and I was responsible for European markets. And uh, again, it gave me an opportunity to learn a lot about how dentistry works, what are the problems, what are the um, challenges. And also, it was a time when the digital revolution started to penetrate dentistry, and I was experiencing I was experiencing it, you know, again, uh, firsthand. And I understood what are the challenges and decided to uh, find some solutions to these challenges, let's say. Okay, so I get this, I got that. Okay, then I got the implant thing. Now you're going to blockchain. How did that come about? <laughs> uh, blockchain, you know, uh, we, we live just in an exciting world. It's really exciting. Some, you know, every few years we have new technology, uh, new meaning to humanity. And the blockchain came and uh, it's also cryptocurrency because the finance world was changing rapidly. And I understood that nowadays 
there is nothing standalone, you know, everything is interconnected. And in order to understand how to build proper systems, you need to be aware of, you know, different sides of the world, finance, IT, healthcare, general knowledge, also history, politics, whatever you take, it it's actually plays a role in our world in order to be a proper foundation, proper systems. I believe that nowadays it's about systems, nothing else, because standalone solutions, you are very deep. I know that you are very uh, deep into AI, but standalone solutions uh, will be actually narrow uh, specialists will be replaced by AI quite soon. We don't even realize how soon it will happen. And the only, I think, value for the human being would be creating systems out of these, you know, narrow solutions, which AI will be cap already capable to do something, but it will be capable to do much more. So for me, it was another opportunity to learn the world from another side. Uh, and I was excited about these financial, uh, you know, instruments that are coming to, to the world. So this is regarding cryptocurrency, regarding blockchain, I understand that it's also will be part of any new technology because of the, uh, you know, sense of uh, privacy of uh, your information that uh, you can keep it distribute in distributed way and it will be unbreakable, let's say, uh, to penetrate. Okay, so you went down through, you did that, the Oxford Blockchain Foundation. So tell us a little bit about in February 2020, you founded Medinti, and so you're using these modern IT technologies um, to be able to create solutions for efficient interaction between healthcare professionals. So tell us a little bit about what you're aiming to do. How are you going to make the world a better place? Well, again, witnessing the way how it works, and uh, what are the challenges? I understood that one of the major uh, problems of this world is fragmentation. Fragmentation is an everything. And when it comes to healthcare and to the communication in healthcare, I understood that there are a variety of different channels of communication. And every healthcare professional I started to understand it from dentistry first. But then I realized that uh, it's true to also the uh, entire medical world that every healthcare professional is overwhelmed with information that flows uh, towards him or her. And the channels that they communicate are separated into five streams. It's personal network, it's organizations where they work, it's community to which they belong, I mean professional communities like associations, societies. It's also uh, events, professional events which they attend and meeting that they organize online or offline meetings. And all streams of information from all these five channels is fragmented. So for every channel, there is separate application, even, you know, several applications for each channel. And all this falls down to the single professional and they need to juggle all these, uh, you know, merit of applications and it's not really efficient. So I understood that in order to come to better place as healthcare something unified like a platform of communication should come into life and this platform should facilitate the professional life of uh, a healthcare professional and also to bring more potential 
for technical solutions like again like ai and other solutions vr ar solutions that could be integrated on top of the platform that unifies communication i would like to you know to free healthcare professionals to have more time and when they're not overwhelmed with all this you know mess of communications with 20 applications that they manage simultaneously with information which is uh, missed sometimes or uh, just misunderstood because of again all the noise around i realized that i need to contribute my part to making to making it more more efficient and uh, more organized and also simple to use and so tell us a little bit about it do you have any customers today what stage are you in so actually we are quite in an early stage uh, but it's not a new company it took us quite a while to develop the platform why because we needed to unify all these five channels in one place so currently just understand that healthcare professionals at this moment they don't have a choice which application to use for example if they come to a hospital hospital uses some kind of application for example uh, microsoft teams and they tell a doctor okay you need to use that because we use it in our organization they have no choice so they take it right and then they go to an event professional event and the event organizer tells them okay we use this or that application they have no choice just to accept it they go to a professional community and they tell okay we use this and that platform you need to so it's organization centric okay we need to convert it to be a professional centric platform so it took us a while three years to develop and to unify all the channels both mobile applications and a web platform and after three years of development we launched it quite recently a few, a few weeks ago in malta during the medtech world uh, summit it was quite a big summit uh, with uh, three thousand of professional participants so we launched the platform we're already on board the medtech community uh, from this event and uh, we are already uh, looking forward to uh, connect some other communities, quite big communities and events. So our goal is quite quickly next year, the goal of scaling up and consolidating of uh, communication in the healthcare domain. So we have quite a, you know, a big uh, mission here, I think, because on top of such a platform, third party, third party solution could be integrated because we need one platform with high frequency use and communication this is kind of so high frequency use and communication um alex we're coming up to the top of the show so closing thoughts and how do people get a hold of you so how could so you've seen a lot you've been a lot of different industries what words of wisdom would you have for other startups in the world that are looking to create a company what are three things you would tell them I think first of all uh, we need to think differently now about the size of a company we don't need big teams anymore I would recommend to use AI solutions which are currently on the market maybe not to run about a hype you know in the bars or the new to, to make a you know a new solution which are currently um, just in the beginning of the way, but I would recommend to use these tools to optimize the processes and to make your team members much more efficient. This is the first. The second, I would recommend to startup founders to think about fundraising from a different perspective, not to see it's just in a traditional way, go to VCs, you know, get some rounds and so on. 
think about alternatives. First of all, probably you don't need that much funding anymore because you can act with much smaller teams, empower yourself with AI solutions, and to be more efficient with less funding. So also to look at alternative ways of funding, about crowdfunding. And if we are talking already about crypto, what about, you know, uh, these kind of tools like STO, like security token offerings, which could be tokenized. Yes, your equity could be tokenized and you can sell part of these tokens to, you know, to people. Uh, so think about every green approach, not to look for a big rounds of, you know, millions of, uh, of dollars, but maybe you need to think about small rounds using platforms using modern tools for fundraising so think differently this is uh, the second and the third that, that's i would a good recommend point. Think differently and the third point i would say uh, that think about systems whatever you do whatever project you have whatever idea you have don't create another standalone solution maybe it's a great solution but it could not be adopted could not be scaled because it's still fragmented it stands alone it doesn't integrate into a bigger platform so think about system if you don't build your system think about other system where you can be integrated this is the first step before you create a product how you are going to sell it because again think again to the about the situation on the market today you have you know, thousands of great ideas, even great solutions already implemented, but they are not used. Why? Because people today overwhelmed with information, they don't even have time to, to check what is new on the market. And then when you create systems, they it will be much easier for them to take this solution as part of the system that they already use. So think about integrations, think in a systematic way. So this would be, uh, my three uh, recommendations from my experience. And I also, by myself, trying to implement this way uh, in my business. So how do people get a hold of you when we reach you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, LinkedIn, it's, you know, the best way <laughs> to, reach, <coughs> to reach to me. And uh, also via our website. But I think uh, if someone wants to reach me personally, I'm always uh, available on LinkedIn, so uh, I can uh, respond quite quickly there. No, I appreciate it. Alex, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. And thanks for all my audience for joining one more time. GSD presents Silicon Valley AI and Tech. My name is Gary Fowler, and I'm your host. Stay happy, stay safe, and stay healthy. And I'll be back at you again on Thursday with another exciting edition. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much, Gary, for this opportunity. Thank yep. you very much. Bye-bye.